Good morning, boys and girls. How are you today? So glad y'all are here. It's always hard for me to scrunch down. I have a new suit on, and it's a little tighter than I remember when I tried it on recently. So we stoop by faith. I'm glad you're here. Were you in Sunday school this morning? Are you getting ready for Christmas? What are you doing? What are you doing to get ready for Christmas? You put up the tree? You help decorate? Have some lights and and things like that? All those things are important to get ready for Christmas, but it's also important to prepare our hearts for Jesus. That's what Christmas means. Miss Sabine, I think Marley Taylor has the Happy Club bag. Let's see what Miss Marley has in the bag today. Oh, Marley, I think I'm going to be glad you brought this. Is it a manger scene? Tell me about it, Marley. There, look at that baby. Mm-hmm, look at the baby. Look at the back of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who's, who's that? Look at that. I want a baby. Jesus, and who's that standing behind it? I'm a baby, man. Is that Mary and Joseph? I'm a baby. And a shepherd and a lamb and baby Jesus. Oh, baby. Is there a special reason you brought this, Marley? For Jesus' birthday. It says on the back... Miss Sabina wanted me to read. Let me let me finish. First Baptist Children's Church, two thousand eight. So two years ago, Miss Sabina, did y'all share these with the children and children? Everybody got one in children's worship. Two years, you didn't get one. If you were there two years ago, you, do we have any more, Miss Sabina? Not just like this one, but if we can scrounge around, we might we'll try to find something. But two years ago, in children's worship, these were given out to remind all the children of Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the lamb and baby Jesus in the manger, because that's why we're here in church. Boys and girls, we aren't in church for Santa Claus. We aren't in church for Frosty the Snowman. (laughs) That's funny. We aren't in church to get presents or give presents. We're in church Listen, we're in church to worship God because he came as a baby born in a manger and Marley brought us a nativity scene to remind us of that. Do you put this out in your, in your room at home on Christmas? I bet, I bet Marley dec- decorates her. You have tons of them? Oh, good. Well, it's good to surround ourselves with reminders of what Christmas is all about. So let's pray and thank God for sending Jesus. You pray after me. Dear God, Thank you for sending Jesus as a baby in the manger. Help us to worship him this Christmas. In his name we pray. Amen. All right, boys and girls, thank you. Miss Sabina, it must be a boy's turn. It is. James Morris. James, will you take the bag home and bring back something special? next week, please. Thank you so much. Thank you, Marley. If you'd like to go to children's worship, you can go with Miss Sabina.
international missions. And we have, we have missions taking place on our church campus every, every Sunday and throughout the week. Our Vietnamese Baptist mission, led by Reverend Kit Lee, um, is growing and dynamic, and, and he works tirelessly to minister to the Vietnamese of Tifton. Our Hispanic Baptist mission, Vida Abundante, led by Pastor Jose Lopez, uh, has been serving and functioning and growing. And uh, I just, at the 830 service, we were so blessed by their music and by their testimony. And uh, I just ask you to open up your hearts to the love for missions that God has given us right here in this small town in South Georgia.
Kính chào quý vị. Oh, good morning. Tôi uh, thật là ấm cúng. Bởi vì uh, cách đây 2 năm khi hội thánh uh, chúng tôi về đây hội thánh uh, um, đón tiếp chúng tôi gia đình chúng tôi tại đây thì chỉ có một mình gia đình tôi. I feel so warmly that first I moved to Tifton and uh, people here accepting us and uh, let us be part of the ministry here. Ngày hôm nay quý vị thấy uh, chúng tôi có nhiều gia đình. Today we have many families. Và chúng ta cùng ngồi đây để chúng ta hát sinh với nhau. We are sitting here together and sing hymns. Tôi có một câu chuyện kể với quý vị. I have a story to tell you. Khi chúng tôi đến đây đó. When we first came here, à, chưa có cái gì cả. There's nothing. Tôi nói về cái mission Vietnam mission, chưa có cái gì cả. I'm talking about the Vietnamese uh, missionary. Và tôi cầu nguyện với Chúa xin một khải tượng. So I ask God for a vision. Thưa ông bà anh chị em, khải tượng đối với một người hầu vị Chúa với một hội thánh hết sức quan trọng. A vision for God is very important. Ngày hôm nay chúng tôi đọc cái khải tượng đó lên cho quý vị thấy. Today I will read this vision for. Ở trong Esai chương 62 câu 6 và câu 7. In Isaiah chapter um, 62 verses 6 and 7. Hỡi Jerusalem, ta đã đặt các vọng canh lên thành ngươi. Cả ngày và đêm chúng nó chẳng hề yên lặng Hỡi các ngươi là kẻ nhắc nhở Đức Giê-hô-va Chớ có nghỉ ngơi chút nào Đừng để Ngài an nghỉ cho đến chừng nào Đã lập lại Jerusalem Và dùng nó làm sự khởi khen trong cả đất I have posted watchmen on your walls O Jerusalem, they will never silent Day or night You who call on the Lord Give yourselves no rest And give him no rest Till he established Jerusalem, makes he her place of earth. Chính cái khải tượng hết sức linh nghiệm này đã dẫn tôi, gia đình tôi và anh chị em người Việt Nam chúng tôi ra dựng, hình thành và từng phần một phát triển hội thánh. Because of this vision that we are being able to establish a community and being able to form a church. Điều đó cũng minh chứng rằng cái sự giúp đỡ, tiếp tay, ủng hộ của quý vị đã có kết quả trong hai năm qua. And because of that successful, we can see that because of your hand have help us out in a way that is to help us to accomplish. Tôi trình bày khải tượng này với một sư John Hill và ngày hôm nay tôi cũng trình bày khải tượng đó với ông bạn chị em và tôi nói ông bạn chị em rằng khi Chúa ban cho tôi có khải tượng điều đó thì Chúa cũng ban cho tất cả ông bạn chị em cùng chung một khải tượng để ra dựng hội thánh Việt Nam. I have shared this message with Pastor John and now I share to all of yours that this mission has been accomplished and through the work of God anything can be done. Thưa ông bạn chị em chúng tôi có một điều nhắn nhủ là hội thánh cái mission Việt Nam là mission duy nhất ở tại vùng phía Nam Georgia này. I would like to share with you that in south of Georgia. Điều đó đặt cái gánh nặng truyền giáo lên cho nhóm người Việt Nam nói riêng và hội thánh First Baptist Church nói chung. It's hard to accomplish a mission here in Southeast Georgia at first. Chúng ta tìm cứu và mang những người Việt Nam hư mất ở toàn bộ vùng này về với hội thánh và với Chúa. We try to gather Vietnamese community around here and draw more people to come to God. Ngày hôm nay Chúa ban cho hội thánh nhỏ bé ở tại Tiptan có thêm một mission thứ hai ở tại Albany. Today God has blessed us uh, another mission in uh, Albany. Albany có uh, hội thánh Bay Memorial đã yểm trợ và chúng tôi có được khoảng trên dưới 30 người thờ phượng chung mỗi tuần với nhau. 
by Memorial Church have been supporting us and we gather about 30 members. Và thêm một điều nữa là quý vị biết có nhiều thành phố rất là lớn đông người Việt mà không có hội thánh Việt Nam. As you already know there's a lot of cities around and so many um, Vietnamese but there's hardly any Vietnamese mission. Điều đó cho chúng ta thấy rằng hội có một cái mission nhỏ ở tại một hội thánh nhỏ đó là một cái biệt ơn vô cùng lớn của Chúa. As you can see there's a small church in a small community that is a special gift from God. Tôi nhân tiện gửi lời cảm ơn đến Dr. White Rowe, một sư John Hill, những vị lãnh đạo cùng toàn thể quý tín hữu Hội Thánh Phật Baptist Church. I would like to thank Pastor John and um, Doctor Wyver. Doctor I'm sorry, Doctor Wyver. Doctor Pastor John and all of yours for supporting us. Xin Chúa giúp cho ông anh chị em tiếp tục yểm trợ, cầu thay và ủng hộ chúng tôi trong việc truyền giáo cho người Việt Nam. May ask you all to continue to pray for us and supporting our ministry. Tôi gửi lời cảm ơn đến những anh chị em người Việt Nam chúng tôi. À, những người đã ngày đêm kêu la rồi hầu việc Chúa chung của chúng tôi trong cái sự công khó bù đắp. I also thanks to the Vietnamese uh, members that have been supporting us. Cảm ơn quý vị. Thank you everybody. here and he has a part-time church at Bind Memorial splitting uh, his energies and his time uh, that, that he works so tirelessly to serve God in his kingdom so we're blessed. He mentioned in the early service about 250 Vietnamese in the Tifton area so uh, God's blessing his ministry and we wanted you to see that as we worship during the season of international missions and now Jose Lopez and Arvida Abandante muy buenas tardes, estimados amigos y hermanos, There is a verse in the Bible that says, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Can I ask you to do something for me? Pinch someone beside you. And that person say, ouch, he's breathing. <laughs> so, after that, we know that that person should praise the Lord. Today that the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. Qué lindo es el Señor. Vamos a cantar esta alabanza. I want to do something special. I would I would like to ask the congregation of Vida Abundante to stand up. At this time we're going to sing this song. Voy a pedirle a la congregación de Vida Abundante que se ponga de pie mientras nosotros cantamos esta alabanza que se titula Todo lo que respira alaba al Señor. As I will sing, they're going to sing with us. Ustedes también van a cantar con nosotros.
Todo lo que respira la vida a Dios, todo lo que respira la vida a Dios y todo dentro de mí. Mientras esté yo aquí, alabaré al Señor cuando el sol se levante a la vida a Dios. Cuando cante las aves a la vida Buenos días. Um, este es nuestro testimonio. Hace seis meses, mi niña mía se fue con Dios. Han sido días muy difíciles. Pero Dios sabe cómo podemos hoy estar aquí. Hay momentos que sentimos que no podemos más. Pero Dios nos dejó 
tres razones por las que tenemos que salir adelante. God left me three reasons why I have to continue. Alex, Alex, Rosalind, y cumplir su propósito. And also to fulfill God's purpose. Por el cual él, él nos dejó en esta vida. For the reason he left us here. Dios es bueno. God is good. Y solo él sabe por qué hace las cosas. And only he knows why he does the things. Aunque nosotros no sabemos. Even though we don't know. Él tiene un propósito para todos. He has a purpose for all of us. Y sabemos que si hacemos su voluntad, algún día, One day, volveremos a ver a nuestra niña. Dios nos ha demostrado su amor, God has shown us his love, poniendo en nuestras vidas mucha gente que nos ha apoyado. Y no nos ha dejado solos have not left us alone. en estos momentos difíciles. Gracias a Dios Thank you to all of you. por sus oraciones. For your prayers. Pero sobre todo, gracias a Dios que es el que nos sostiene día a día. Half of our abundante church. I would like to thank the American church, as we call you. Um, because we could not have gone through this hard time in our church. And it's through your love and support that um, we've been able to, to go through this Angels from the realms of glory. Please stand as we sing.
For my offertory prayer this morning, I will be reading from the book of Deuteronomy and 2 Corinthians from the New Living Translation of the King James Version. When you have eaten your fill, praise the Lord your God for the good land that he hath given you. But that is the time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey his command, regulations, and laws. For when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, and when your flocks and your herds have become very large, and your silver and gold has multiplied along with everything else, that is the time to be careful. Do not become proud at that time and forget your Lord God. If you are really eager to give, it isn't important how much you are able to give. God wants you to give what you have, not what you have not. Of course, I don't mean you should give so much that you suffer from having too little. You must each make up your own mind as to how much you should give. Don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves the person who gives cheerfully. Amen.
Well, I hope you have been blessed to see our Vietnamese and Hispanic missions, ministries, and the ministry that's going on right here in South Georgia. We also have uh, an international Sunday school class that has a dynamic Chinese contingent uh, that is growing. And tonight, after our, our musical presentation at 8 o'clock, there's a dinner hosting for uh, Indians in our community, trying to begin a ministry to them. So International Missions is right here in Tifton, Georgia. And we wanted you to, to see that, to pray for it, and to understand it. John 13, 3 through 15 and verse 34 Passing it on is the, is the message because that is, that's the gospel. That's what we're supposed to do. And Jesus begins in the upper room 
washing the disciples' feet, John 13, verse 3. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper, laid aside his garments, and girded himself with a towel. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. He came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not know now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part in me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, He who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but he is clean all over. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. That was why he said, You're not all clean. When he had washed their feet and taken his garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. In verse 34, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Shall we pray? Father, you have poured out your love upon us. Not because we are inherently worthy or deserving in any way, but because you desire us in turn to be a blessing, to share the gospel, to convey your love to others. Create such a a desire in our hearts that we will not be satisfied unless we tell someone the good news just as someone has told it to us. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There was a young man named David who, as he approached his his 18th birthday, was leaving home and going away to school. His parents died when he was young, and he was raised by his aunt and uncle from the age of seven. His uncle was a farmer, and he grew vegetables and sold those vegetables at a roadside stand. They raised him, they cared for him, and as David stood at that train platform preparing to leave, he grabbed the rough hands of his farming uncle and and said to him, how can I ever begin to repay you for all that you've done to me? And the uncle said, David, there's a saying, the love of the parents goes to the children, but the love of those children goes to their children. David protested. He said, but please, I want to do something. And before he could finish, his aunt replied and said, David, what your uncle is trying to say is that a parent's love can never be repaid. It can only be passed on. It's our privilege as Christians to pass on the things that we have learned that are good and true and right. At the end of Jesus' life, he called his disciples together in an upper room for one last time. It was there that they held the Last Supper, and it was the last meeting of this master and his friends. Can you imagine the the electricity in that upper room that evening? And Jesus said to them, he said,
Love one another as I have loved you. Through the the give and take of every day, they didn't understand everything that Jesus had said about himself and had tried to teach them. But one thing they knew, they knew that their master loved them, all 12 of them, even Judas who was about to betray him. The heart of the gospel says that because God so loved the world, he gave. What did he give? He gave himself incarnate in the flesh. Once upon a time, God came down the stairway from heaven with a child in his arms, his only son, and through that child we have learned how to love. A story is told about the great organist Felix Mendelssohn. He was always anxious to play the great pipe organs of all the cathedrals in Europe. He had never had the opportunity, though, to play the pipe organ that was in Freiburg, Germany. Well, with the simplicity of the great man, one day he entered that cathedral in order to play the magnificent organ. Without revealing his identity, he approached the caretaker of the cathedral and and asked that it told him that he was a musician and asked permission that he could play, have the privilege of playing the organ. Well, the caretaker refused him abruptly. He argued that it was a priceless instrument and not one he could allow just every wandering musician who entered the doors of the cathedral to play. Mendelssohn persisted until finally he overcame the caretaker's reluctance and he sat down at that magnificent instrument But the caretaker insisted on standing beside him, watching over his shoulder, making sure that he didn't uh, tear up anything, I suppose. Mendelssohn began moving his long, slender hands upon the keyboard slowly and mildly, feeling out the quality of the, the notes of the great instrument until he was overcome with the beauty and richness of it and he let himself go in a glorious symphony and the old caretaker was just standing there completely aghast and he lifted up his eyes to the arches of the cathedral above him. The pillars and the foundations of the cathedral shook with the thunders of the diapason. Tears began to trickle down the cheeks of the old caretaker and he laid his hand upon the shoulder of the stranger, as Mendelssohn continued playing, and he turned his tear-stained face to Mendelssohn and said, Sir, please tell me who you are. And Mendelssohn replied, I am Felix Mendelssohn. And trembling and almost faint, the caretaker said, To think that I almost refused you, the greatest musician in all of Germany, the right to play this organ. I never dreamed it was such a wonderful instrument until I heard you play it. Sir, you have brought music out of this organ that no one has ever dreamed existed before. And I tell you that story because that's the way it is with God and our souls. There's a silent music within us that is not released until it finds beautiful expression from God being allowed to lay his hands upon the keyboard of our lives and we ultimately yield ourselves to his control. And when we do that, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are loved because God brings forth eternal music from us, the possibilities of which we never before dreamed possible. God loved us so much that he sent his son to live here. One translation says, pitching his tent among us. 
Beyond a shadow of a doubt, we know we're loved. So we receive God's love, but the, the text doesn't stop there in verse 34. Even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. We pass the love of God on. The love that we have experienced, we share it with someone else. D.T. Niles, the great evangelist, said, Evangelism is one beggar telling another beggar where he can find bread. Like a doctor administering penicillin, we are all people in need, except the analogy breaks down at that point because penicillin can never do what learning that you are loved by God can do. Have you ever taken a a baby to the hospital or seen, seen a child that was dehydrated? And what happens when they insert an IV line in and that child begins getting fluids? They're so pale. But when that, when that fluid begins to run into their bodies, it's like a miracle taking place. In a few moments, color and life start coming into the baby's face and arms and legs. That's what God does for us when he transfuses us with his love in Jesus Christ. You and I are loved by God. We've been loved by all kinds of people, our Sunday school teachers, our, our RA and GA leaders, our, our choir directors, maybe even a missionary or two told us about the love of God. And God tells us that his love can never be repaid. It can only be passed on, and that is what the heart of missions is all about. That's why we have this season of international missions Because God tells us that there is no boundaries, no limits to his love. He has entrusted it to us. He has entrusted the truth of the gospel to us so that we can pass it on to others. I have set you an example. You are to do as I have done for you, Jesus said when he washed his disciples' feet. And then he said, I give you a new commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Have you ever seen missions at work firsthand? I guess my first exposure to missions, foreign missions, was at seminary when I had friends named Solomon Abagunde and Uche and Yoha from Nigeria and Michael Liu from Hong Kong. They were saved hearing the gospel from a missionary in their country. They felt the call to preach and they went to college and then they came to the States to go to seminary and Solomon got a PhD in Old Testament and Uche got a PhD in New Testament because they were going back home to Nigeria to translate the Bible into one of the hundreds of dialects that their, that their country spoke. They wanted all of their brothers and sisters to be able to read of God's love in their own language. You know, you you don't have to pay back God for his love. You can't do it anyway. But you can pass it on. And that's what the gospel is all about. After Jesus washed his disciples' feet, he asked them if they understood what he had done. He said, as your Lord and Master, I have given you an example of servanthood to follow. And he gave them a commandment. He said, love one another as I have loved you, that you also would love one another. We can't pay it back, but there's nothing keeping us 
from passing it on. And that's what the gospel is all about. You've seen missions this morning among our Vietnamese and among our Hispanic and our Chinese and other nationalities gathered right here in Tifton, Georgia. Just a microcosm of the gospel that's being communicated all over the world. God has placed his love within your heart. You can't pay him back. But you can sure pass it on. Shall we pray? Father, I thank you for missionaries who are serving in faraway lands today, away from home and family, sacrifices being made. Many from our own church. Father, we ask that you would bless and be with them. Encourage them in this Christmas season. Let them see fruit from this great opportunity to tell of Jesus' birth and what it represents. But Father, let us not just look to the horizon to see missions. Help us look across the fence of our own backyard or in a neighborhood nearby where folks right here in Tifton may have heard the name of Jesus but don't fully understand what it means. We thank you for the opportunity to share with folks of other nationalities and languages. We pray that the work of Vida Abundante and the Vietnamese Baptist Mission and the International Sunday School class and and whatever other nationalities you lead us to share the gospel. We pray that because you have placed your love within our hearts, that there would be such a desire and a thirst to share it that we cannot remain silent. Thank you for putting someone in our path sometime in our lives to hear the good news of Jesus. Help us be that person in the path of someone else that needs to hear. In Tifton, Georgia, in the state of Georgia, or around the world, help us do our part to pass it on. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to conclude our worship service with an invitational hymn, number 118. What child is this? I'll be at the front to receive you. If you know who this child is, Jesus Christ, and that he's God's son, sent to save you from your sins, to give you eternal life, and to offer you abundant life here on earth. But you've never professed that publicly. I'll be at the front here to receive you. If you need to rededicate your life, or if you'd like to join this church, please come. We're going to stand and sing hymn number 118. I'll be at the front. Let's stand together.